Welcome to Since You Asked with Jim Barrier on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Send Jim your questions about the Bible and Christianity to jim at cgmradio.com. Subscribe to Since You Asked by visiting us online at cgmradio.com slash ask. And now, here's your host, Jim Barrier. Huddy William Ledbetter was born in 1888. He took the stage name Leadbelly as a folk blues singer who wrote such classics as Midnight Special, Cotton Fields, Goodnight Irene, Bull Weevil, and Rock Island Line. British musician Lonnie Donegan recorded Rock Island Line and became the king of skiffle. Skiffle was a mix of folk, blues, country, and rock. In 1956, John Lennon formed a skiffle band, the Quarrymen, who later became the Beatles, and they impacted an entire generation. So Leadbelly indirectly influenced an entire culture. But not only was Leadbelly a musical influence on the most influential pop act of the 20th century, his influence reaches all the way to present day. He wrote a song, The Scottsboro Boys, about nine African-American teenagers accused of raping two white women in 1931 in Alabama. They were all found guilty and sentenced to die by electric chair, except for one boy who was only 13. All of the boys were sentenced either to death or life in prison. Five of them were eventually exonerated, and in 2013 the Alabama Board of Pardons granted posthumous pardons to the only Scottsboro boys who had neither had their convictions overturned or received a pardon. In the first recording of Leadbelly's song, The Scottsboro Boys, he cautions black people traveling in the South to best stay woke. And that is the origin of the term woke. Since then, it has been used to describe activism about racism, white privilege, toxic masculinity, cultural appropriation, LGBT rights, climate change, cancel culture, and critical theory in education, often resorting to intolerance, censorship of opposing views, and social media bullying. But there is another understanding of waking up. Awakening is a term used for revival. The Great Awakening of 1734 featured Jonathan Edwards, George Whitfield, and John Wesley. The Second Great Awakening began in 1800 in Cane Ridge, Kentucky, a town of only 6,000 where as many as 3,000 were converted. For the next 25 years, not a single month passed without news of a revival somewhere. This awakening featured the fiery preacher Charles Finney, who is credited with giving the first altar calls. And without the aid of a PA system or microphones or mass media, he won a half a million converts to Christ, and 80% of them stayed true to their faith their whole life. Finney promoted abolition and equal education for women and African Americans, he was the second president of Oberlin College in Ohio, whose faculty and students were activists for abolitionism and the Underground Railroad. Oberlin College 
graduated the first women and the first African Americans in this country. We need an awakening today. In the Bible, sleep could be a euphemism for being dead. Such as in John 11, when Jesus said to the disciples, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm going so that I may awaken him from sleep. The disciples then said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will come out of it. Jesus was speaking of his death, but they thought he was speaking about actual sleep. So Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus died. And I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, so that you may believe. But let's go to him. Then Thomas said to his fellow disciples, Let's also go so that we may die with him. They just never got it. 1 Corinthians 11 says, For the one who eats and drinks, eats and drinks judgment to himself if he does not properly recognize the body. For this reason, many among you are weak and sick, and a number are asleep. Talking about being dead. 1 Corinthians 15, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will all be changed. Sleep can also mean spiritually dead. This is the case in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us be alert and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let's be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live together with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are also doing. We say asleep at the wheel, referring to someone who is oblivious to the situation. Jesus came with the disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he told them, Sit here while I go over there and pray. And he took Peter, John, and James and began to be grieved and distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. And he went a little beyond them, and fell on his face and prayed, saying, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Yet not my will, but yours be done. And he came to the disciples and found them sleeping. And he said, so you men could not keep watch with me for one hour? Keep watching and praying so that you do not come into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away again a second time and prayed, saying, Father, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink from it, your will be done. Again he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them again and went away and prayed a third time, saying the same thing once more. Then he came to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up, let's go. Behold, the one who is betraying me is near. 
This is a case of you snooze, you lose. So many have lost so much by being so asleep. Jesus took along Peter, John, and James and went up on a mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothing became white and gleaming. And behold, two men were talking with him. And they were Moses and Elijah, who, appearing in glory, were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish in Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions had been overcome with sleep. But when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who were standing with him. And as these two men were leaving, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not realizing what he was saying. And while he was saying this, a cloud formed and began to overshadow them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Then a voice came from the cloud, saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and reported to no one in those days any of the things which they had seen. So sad that they missed out on what would have been one of the greatest conversations in history. But they were asleep. Paul and Silas were in jail. Around midnight, they were praying and singing hymns of praise to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer awoke and saw the prison doors opened, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself thinking that the prisoners had escaped. But Paul called out with a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer asked for lights, and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. And after he brought them out, he said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? The jailer needed to wake up, and when he woke up, he needed light physical light to find Paul and Silas, and spiritual light to find salvation. To be spiritually awake requires walking in light. Romans 13, You shall love your neighbor as yourself, doing this knowing the time that it is already the hour for you to awaken from sleep. Now, salvation is nearer to us than when we first believed. The night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us rid ourselves of the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave properly as in the day, not in partying and drunkenness, not in sexual promiscuity and debauchery, not in strife and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh in regard to its lusts. Ephesians 5, you were once in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth, as you try to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the useless deeds of darkness, but instead expose them, 
for it is disgraceful even to speak of things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by the light, for everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason it says, Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Waking up sometimes means spiritual awakening and changing from death to life, from darkness to light. In Revelation 3, the angel of the church in Sardis writes, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you are alive, and yet you are dead. Be constantly alert and strengthen the things that remain, which were about to die. For I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. So remember what you have received and heard and keep it and repent. Then, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come. I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake and keeps his clothes so that he will not walk around naked and people see his shame. We were once dead. Now we are alive. We were once in darkness. Now we are in light. We were once asleep. Now we are awake. And this is the judgment, that the light has come into the world, and people who loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light, and does not come to the light, so that his deeds will not be exposed. But the one who practices the truth comes to the light, so that his deeds will be revealed as having been performed in God. Truly I say to you, a time is coming, and even now has arrived, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear it will live. For just as the Father has life in himself, so he gave the Son also to have life in himself, and he gave him authority to execute judgment, because he is the Son of Man. Do not be amazed at this, for a time is coming when all who are in the tombs will hear his voice and will come out, those who did good deeds to the resurrection of life and those who committed bad deeds to a resurrection of judgment. Awake, sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is Jim Barrier on Since You Asked. Since You Asked is a production of Jim Barrier and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash ask.